I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it's Jen here from IamJenWilson.com. I am bringing you today my Healing Rebel Masterclass. It's also available on YouTube if you want to see the slides that go along with it. They're not very fancy slides because I'm not very good at fancy. Um, Today's podcast isn't out on Monday because I have some recorded, but I'm just waiting to get the go-ahead from the people who I've recorded with to make sure that they are happy with the show before I put it out, which is everybody's right to do. And... Yeah, so I just thought I would bring you today's the masterclass. I hope the information is useful. If you have any questions, as I say in the masterclass, email me, jen at com. If you hear it and you think you know of somebody else that needs to hear it and the information might be useful to them, and even if you don't know anybody who it might be useful for, you never know who needs to hear it. So if you could please, please share it across any or all of your social media channels, greatly appreciated. And as always, like, share, subscribe, make sure you don't miss out on any shows and you can check it out on YouTube and you can subscribe to that as well to get any of my other little video updates. All right, have a good whatever you're up to and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Healing Rebel Masterclass. I am just going to share my screen. There we go. There we go. Beautiful. So thank you so much for joining today's Healing Rebel Masterclass. I greatly appreciate you for giving me some of your time. So I am Jen Wilson, the creator and founder of The Healing Rebel. I've been working in health, fitness, wellbeing industry since 2009. Um, Started off doing my HND in health, fitness and exercise, went on to do my degree in sport and exercise science. Since then, I have also become a yoga teacher. I will be starting tutoring from 2021. I'm a Pilates teacher and mentor. I did the Barefoot Specialist program. I've done many, many, many courses on functional movement over the years. I did massage therapy way back at college and since then have added to that sports therapy, dynamic Thai massage, Ayurvedic yoga massage. I did my advanced nutrition and supplementation course. I'm an NLP master practitioner because I really understand that Everything that goes on in your mind has an influence and an impact to what goes on in your body. And then I have a whole other bunch of education that I am always learning. I am the biggest geek, love learning, love sharing the information that I'm learning, love developing and growing. I'm more than happy to send my CV if you feel like you need to see that. So a bit of my background and story, in March 2017, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And to say that it was a shock 
that I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease would be an underestimation. Um, first generation in my family quite often they think that it's a genetic dysfunction and it gets passed on through the generations but that hasn't been the case in my case um, and I really didn't fit or I certainly didn't think that I fit the template of what somebody who has Crohn's looks like. I ate loads of vegetables, I exercised every day to look at me, I looked fit and healthy. I only, when I got diagnosed and started to dig up and understand what the hell this was and how could I possibly have it, did I start to understand the root causes of chronic inflammation and how this my story then became clear. And even since then, all the time, the more I learn, the more I'm starting to understand and the pieces of the jigsaw are slowly being put together. Sleep deprivation was definitely one of the major players in how I ended up having um, Crohn's. Being somebody who didn't ever rest, being addicted to high intensity exercise, always being busy, thinking that being busy was the right thing to be, thinking that resting and doing nothing was the enemy. Um, and I was always on the run and always on the go. And when I got diagnosed, I went through a whole process and managed to become completely symptom and medication free for about 18 months. A whole lot of emotional stuff came up for me when my grand passed away in January 2019. That kicked off a flare and I've been on another journey ever since then to help get things back under control and understand a little bit more about what's been going on. Emotions have got such a big part in how your health is. So if you're somebody who suppresses them, please learn from my mistakes. It is not the good thing to do. We are emotional beings and we are meant to be able to feel and experience. And I live in the west of Scotland and somebody from the west of Scotland, anybody from the west of Scotland will be able to tell you that it's not something that we are encouraged from here. So learning to surrender, learning to accept help, were major players in, in this whole part of my journey. I believe that you don't benefit from being your condition. I think that you really benefit from being somebody who lives with your condition. And that doesn't matter if it's Crohn's disease or cancer or anxiety or depression or whatever it is that you have as a condition, be somebody who lives with the condition rather than it be who you are. Because when you start to believe that you are your condition, it makes it harder to be able to process and harder to be able to let go of, especially if it becomes part of your identity. Now, I used to have a fear of the word of healing because when I thought of healing, I thought of experiencing no ill health at all. And when I looked up the word healing, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean cure. Cure is a completely different thing. But being able to heal means that being able to make the best of yourself and the best of the situation so that you can live as freely as possible under whatever circumstances it is that you're living. And that's what I really want to help teach through the Heal and Rebel programme. So where is your health at? I really think that this needs to be a holistic approach. Everything that you do, you think, you eat, you drink, 
all of these things have an influence on your health and we need to take a bigger picture. So you're watching the language that you use around what it is that's going on. Are you clinging on to it? Are you making it yours? Or is it something that you're experiencing? There was a really good mantra that I got from Eckhart Tolle from his book, The New Earth. That is, I am doing all I can to find healing and I'm making good progress. And that doesn't matter whereabouts you are in your journey. If you are doing all you can to find healing, then you will be making progress. If you completely submit and just game's a bogey, not playing this game anymore, it's too hard, then whatever it is that's taken over you is going to completely consume you and you won't make the progress. Healing is what is moving us into awareness and we're going to come to something that's better. And it's not always easy to get there when you are in pain. When you are in pain, it, it is hard. But if you accept it and surrender into it and find a way to deal with it, to manage it, it's bringing you into awareness. It's going to bring you forward. You can't heal your body in the same environment or circumstances that you got unwell in. So you need to be prepared to make change. And if you're not prepared to make change, you're not going to be able to progress forward. And as difficult as that is to say, and probably as difficult as that is to hear, it's the truth. You will not get better if you are not prepared to make changes. We can't go back to the way that things were. If you were stuffing your face all the time and running about, I mean, I can't go back to having that busy lifestyle and teaching as many classes as I was teaching and there's sometimes I think, well, I had to sacrifice a lot to get to where I am. But when I think about how much happier I am and how much healthier I am, it's not a sacrifice. It might feel it initially because it's something that you're used to doing and you feel like that's your thing. But when you start to let it go and when you start to move forward and you start to feel the benefits of not clinging on to Whatever it is, whether it's the cakes, the crisps, the wine, the vodka, the beer, the negative attitudes, whatever it is that you're clinging on to, when you start to let that go and see the benefits of it, you're not going to feel like you're making any kind of sacrifices. Your stress response, so how you react when things occur. So for my case, when my grand passed away, I went into really busy mode really filling my time so that I didn't have to think and I didn't have to feel. And that response really triggered my, my stress response, really triggered my immune system and caused inflammation in my body. And that inflammation is what made me sick. So being aware of how, when something stressful happens in your life, what is your go-to reaction? And that's going to help you when you start to understand what your programming is. That's what's going to help you be able to progress and move forward. So I've done a lot of learning with Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and the six stages of disease comes from the Ayurvedic medicine. So there are six stages, accumulation. That's where, you, where things just start to go out of balance. And you just don't feel yourself. You might not really be aware of any particular symptoms, 
especially if you've never done any work and you're not tuning into what's going on in your body, you might not even be aware. It might be that there's just a little bit of sleep disruption or your mood seems a wee bit more fluctuating. It could, or it might not even be as, as obvious as that. It could be something even more subtle than that, but that's this starts to accumulate in the body. And if we're not in tune with, how things are or what the seasons are or what the time of the day is or where we are in within our monthly cycle then we can completely miss this accumulation which then builds into aggravation so aggravation you might get some minor symptoms maybe an itchy throat or a runny nose not as much as a cold but just some congestion maybe in the morning or the evening or your skin starts to get really dry or really oily or you suffer from indigestion or something like that. And it might be something that you just notice and maybe you'll take put some extra moisturiser on or you'll blow your nose a bit more, but not really think about it as an issue. It's just something that you're experiencing. And again, if you don't do anything to help this rebalance, that aggravation then comes into spreading. So it starts to move through the body a little bit more and you might become a bit more aware of symptoms, enough that you might even mention to somebody, you know, I'm not feeling too good today feeling a wee bit under the weather, you're, you might really be aware that your sleep is disrupted, you might have headaches or skin breakouts. Now these first three stages here can be easily reversed by making adjustments to whatever it is that you're doing in life. If you continue to ignore them, that spreading then comes into your relocation. So that's where we're really starting to think, not feeling well, you might be phoning in sick at work, some people might go to the doctors, but other people might just go to the chemist and get an over-the-counter medicine to help with it. Now, if this isn't addressed and isn't sorted, then that's going to manifest. And in this stage, that's when we might go to the doctors. You're more likely to find people in the doctor's waiting room that are at this stage of manifestation. You might have things like IBS, constant bloating, exhaustion that doesn't pass with sleep, infections that don't really clear up and you're not really sure why. And if this doesn't get sorted and it doesn't be sorted back at the root cause, your doctor might be able to give you some medication that suppresses your symptoms. If you continue on in the path that you were on previously, so same actions, same foods, same attitudes, that will eventually over time build into chronic disease. And chronic disease is when you've got a fully manifested structural change within your body. So in my case, it was Crohn's disease. And that is going to mean that you're going to need proper care. You're going to need attention from highly educated professionals, probably get sent off to a consultant, probably have to go into quite aggressive medication. And these medications, again, are just there to deal with the symptoms that you're experiencing. They're not coming back to the root cause. And what I want to help us do is understand a little bit better about where the root cause could be coming from. And when we start to find that out, that's where we're going to be able to heal and start to get better. And that's what I'm really, really excited and keen to support people with. I heard um, on a video that I was watching one day on Instagram with somebody who does health coaching and they were saying that you can't change the tyre of your car while you're driving at full speed. So to expect your health to heal when you're still doing all the things that you were doing previously is madness. So we need to stop 
and we need to allow the healing to occur and this is one of the things I found really difficult and it's one of the things that the clients that I work with can find difficult as well this resting actually doing nothing and understanding that doing nothing is doing something particularly when you're not well that rest is where healing is going to occur and we want to get on top of things as best we can before we get to chronic disease stage unfortunately many of us are already in that space so what can we do to support our bodies as much as possible in the meantime it's so important to start where you are right now not where you want to be not where you used to be where you are right now so on my website i've got a quiz that is www.imjanewilson.com forward slash rebel quiz and in that quiz you answer some questions and it'll point out some things that are out of balance so i've used the principles of ayurveda and westernize them without bastardizing them as much as i possibly can to help you understand maybe the things that are going to be out of balance when you do the quiz it will give you a result you then have the option to download a report and in that report it goes into detail about each of the three body types which i'm going to go into a little bit today and also things that you can do to help bring some more balance into your life. So it doesn't matter what stage you're at, accept the state that you're in right now and do the work. You know, I've got a stage six condition and many people that get to that point, what they often find is they then start to accumulate even more stage six conditions. I know many people who go and see the gastroenterologist, the cardiologist, the ologist, the ologist, the ologist, and they make their way around all these different consultants in the hospital with all the various different conditions that they've got in their body. And it's because they haven't been addressing what got them to the first consultant. And that's not their fault. That's not anybody's fault. This education isn't really out there. If you go and see a doctor, it's not their job to dig under, under underneath as much as I would love that to be the case. That isn't the case. You know, the doctor is there to help you manage and suppress your symptoms. That's what the NHS has been built for, is to deal with these acute symptoms, breaking legs, heart attacks. And then over the last few decades, accumulation of chronic illness and disease has come about and we need to take responsibility. We need to be prepared to be the ones to take a step back and go, right, what am I doing? What's happening? How can I make this better for myself? It's not about feeling guilty about it. It's not about pointing the finger of blame. It's about just being able to step up and go, this is my body. It's the only one that I've got. I want to love it. I want to care for it. I want to do the best that I can. And as Maya Angelou says, you can only do your best until you know better. And I want to help you find better ways of doing things. So if you've done the quiz, these three names will be familiar to you. If you haven't done the quiz, maybe pause this masterclass, go off and do the quiz and then come back to it so that you've got a bit of a better idea. Wind, fire and earth, we are a blend of all three of these. Every single person is, but you might be 
more dominant to one or a combination of two. And one or a combination of two, or maybe even a nice even balance, a few people are a nice even balance, are what your nature is. So for people who are wind by nature, they tend to be drier in the skin. They tend to be more anxious and a bit scatty in the brain when they're out of balance, when they're in balance. They are creative and flowy, just like the wind. With fire, I mean, these elements are related to the actual elements. With fire, if you're out of balance, there'll be a lot of heat in, their, in the body, maybe things like acne, heartburn, very agitated or angry. When you're in balance, determined, strong, go-getters, very forward-thinking movers and shakers. Earth, when you're out of balance, you have a tendency to hold too much weight feel sluggish, be really mucousy, damp, cold. When you're in balance, nurturing, caring, really soft in the heart, really, really, really good place to be. All of them have many, many positives and many, many not so great positives. And when you understand what's in balance, what's out of balance, then we can make adjustments to be able to help realign things. So the most common question that I get when people do the quiz is my quiz result was X. So maybe your quiz result came back saying that your wind space was out of balance. But when they're reading through the report that they feel more like Y. So maybe you think your nature is more fire, but wind's out of balance. That's absolutely fine. That happens all the time. It could be to do with the seasons. It could be to do with the period you are in your life. It could be to do with the period you are in the month. It could be the food you're eating, the what's going on globally. All of these things have an impact on how, who you are and how you respond to these things. So if you're not sure how to respond to these things, then things can fly out of balance. With wind, the seasons that that's connected to is autumn to early winter. The time of the day is 2pm to 6pm and 2am to 6am. The period of your life, wind, is connected to old age. And in your menstrual cycle, for the ladies, it's days one to five, so from the first day of your bleed. The fire element, that's summer when the earth is really warm. The time of the day is 10am to 2pm when the sun's at its highest. And then also from 10pm to 2am when you're cortisol levels start to increase and your body starts to go into a healing space. So cortisol is not always bad and that's something that I go into during the course. The period of your life for your fire is your middle age so that when you're at university, when you're at college, when you're out working and you're on that space to go and within your menstrual cycle it's from day 14 so ovulation through to when your period starts. The earth time is from late winter to early spring. The times of the day, 6am to 10am, 6pm to 10pm. Periods of your life is early childhood. And then within your menstrual cycle, it's from day 6 to day 13. So the last day of your bleed through to ovulation. Now, regardless of which element you have out of balance, the basics for everybody to, to think about and to live by Listen to your body. It knows best. 
it knows better than your brain. Your body is always sending you signals. Have a routine that works for you and it can be changeable. So things like dry brushing, warm oil massages, meditation, movement, time outside, these things that are going to prepare you mentally, emotionally, physically for your day ahead. If you're going to be sitting at a desk all day, you want to move in a way that's getting your blood moving and your heart rate up. If you're going to be on your feet all day and being active all day, then maybe you want to do some mobility, mobilization work so that your body's prepared for that, but also bring some rest in before you do the activity. So all these things could be combined into one activity. So for example, for some people going out for a run is a meditation practice, plus it gets your heart rate up plus it gets you outside. So rather than thinking, oh my God, I've got all these things to try and add into my day, how can you combine a few of them to be one thing? Practicing breath work daily. So bringing attention to your breath. How fully do you breathe? Are you doing belly breathing? Are you just breathing into the top of the chest? So really thinking about that. And the first module on the course is all about breath work. I teach you a few different techniques depending on which of the elements is out of balance. There are also other people teaching breathing like Wim Hof, transformational breathing. You've got your box breathing, four, seven, eight breathing techniques. There are so many different options out there and I do talk about quite a few of them and teach them. Getting an appropriate amount of sleep. And again, this is something that I go into in detail in the course seven to eight hours a night is what everybody's looking for. Now, I used to be somebody who thought that that she could survive on four to six hours a night because it didn't feel tired, but my body then caught up with me and told me that, no, that's not right. Moving your body every single day. You have all these joints in your body. They're here for a reason. They want to be used. They need to be used. Move lots of your body a little rather than a little of your body a lot. The food and drink. So eating the food and drinking the drinks that help keep you in balance. Now that will be changeable. So depending on what's out of balance, what your nature is, will help determine what food and drinks are best for you, but also the seasons of the year. So this this is all fluid. Can't eat the same thing in summer that you can eat in winter, that you can eat in, eat in autumn. Think about seasonal food. Think about what grows when. Think about where things grow. And the more natural, more closer to the seasons that you're eating, the better it's going to be for your health. Nature teaches us so much. Making sure that you get outside. Being outside in nature is a great healer. There's a huge upsurgence just now in forest bathing. So getting out in amongst the trees, breathing in the air that the trees are producing. There's lots of chemicals that the the trees put out that are there for us to breathe in. And then what we breathe out, the trees breathe in. Being outside in daylight is one of the best things to help reset your circadian rhythm. So getting that natural sunlight into your eyes, even on days that it's gloomy and overcast, that light outside is so much brighter than any kind of bulb that you get inside. Unplugging from your technology. How many of us are stuck to our screens morning and night? So having tech-free time is essential. The blue light that comes off your screens can be really disruptive to your circadian rhythm. LED lights are really disruptive to your your circadian rhythm. And just 
being on a screen is not good for your brain. It's overstimulating your brain all the time. So when it comes time to bedtime, your body is confused and thinks that you should still be up and working. So unplug as often as you can and try and have at least a half day, if not a full day, where you're not on your phone. Be an emotional being. I've already mentioned this. Experience your emotions. If you suppress your emotion, emotions, it's going to contribute to disease. Love yourself. If you love yourself and make decisions from a place of love, all the decisions that you make and all the practices that you do are going to become much, much easier. Build connections. Human beings are social beings. We need connection. Even introverts need connection. And we don't appreciate that if you are going out to work, how many connections you have with people throughout the day. If you are in the house all day, very quickly you will start to notice that energy is coming down, mood's coming down. And even going to the, if you go to the shop, just speak to the person that serves you. Try and not use the self-serve checkout. Make that or take that opportunity to be able to connect and speak to somebody. If you go to a restaurant or a cafe, speak to the person that's serving you because that helps you and it helps them. What goes on your body goes in your body. Your skincare products, shampoo, conditioner, makeup, makeup removers, body lotion, cleaning products, candle contents, washing powder, softener, all of these things, if you don't look at what the ingredients are, could potentially be disrupting your hormones, which could be potentially aggravating your health. If we don't think about these, the skincare um, cleaning industry is not regulated. It, in a way, it's not regulated in a way that they can put stuff in there that may be harmful to your health and we don't know that because we just go ahead and use it. Now, having these products once a week on your skin may be completely fine. But if you think about your skincare regime, how much do you clean, moisturise, put makeup on if you wear makeup, you shampoo, you conditioner, you dry shampoo, you put deodorant on, you put body cream on, you've cleaning, polishing, bleach in your house, all of these chemicals are building up and they're disrupting our systems inside. So paying attention to them. So just going into the wind element a little bit more. With the wind element, aggravations, which I've already mentioned, dry skin, gas, bloating, aggravations in the mind, anxiety and overwhelm. Is the element of air. So when you think about the air, it's dry, it's cold. If when you want to bring it into balance, we need to think about things that are going to help ground, warm, give us some structure and be stimulating. So suggestions specifically to help. And all of this information is in the guide when you do the online quiz. Things like dry body brushing, warm oil massage with sesame oil. You can do that as part of your morning routine. For exercise for people that have wind imbalances, focus on things that are going to help you balance. Strength, stability, so that you're protect protecting your joints. If you're wind by nature, then you might find that you're hypermobile or you've got really clicky joints. So things like Pilates and weight training would be really, really 
strongly advised to help build strength in the muscles around the joints. People who have a wind nature tends to be drawn to things like yoga, dance, flowing movements, but you need to pay careful attention when you do these things because you have a tendency for hypermobility, which means that you can stretch and you can get into shapes, but over the long term, that could cause damage to your joints. Food and drink. People who have a wind body by nature tends to have a weaker digestion and if your wind's imbalanced your digestion might be weak so you need to strengthen your digestion. Really good suggestion that I get a benefit from and lots of my clients have got benefit from drinking warm fresh ginger tea first thing in the morning and mint or fennel tea after food. Avoid drinking cold drinks so no ice in your water, nothing straight from the fridge same with foods, no icy foods, no cold food, no food from the fridge, because that's going to dampen your digestive fire. Regular small meals that are higher in protein are going to be really, really beneficial to you to help build muscle. You might feel drawn to things like juice fasts or prolonged fasts because they are quite easy for somebody with a wind tendency to do, but these will downregulate your digestive fire and then leave you more prone to fatigue and potential digestion issues so think about the foods that are going to warm and ground and moisten your body so just a few foods that could be useful always have cooked veg and sweet fruits so things like bananas berries green grapes eh, not green grapes sorry they're not they're not sweet um purple grapes coconut cherries um sweet melon cooked oats cooked rice, cooked wheat, some nuts and seeds in moderation can be really use, use can be really useful. Um, and then all oils are really good for people with a, a wind imbalance because that helps moisturise the body inside. Things that you want to be av- avoiding, raw foods, raw veg, too dry in the body and your body, if your fire's not stimulated, it's going to really struggle to, to break it down. Corn's not great for people with uh, wind imbalance, rye, apples, pears, cranberries, watermelon, um, meats like lamb, pork are also not so good. When it's your mindset that has a wind imbalance and your imbalance can be different body and mind or it might be the same. Everybody's going to be slightly different. When your mind is out of balance, Tendency to be scattered, over-emotional, daydreaming, overthinking, anxious, not able to finish a task that you're on. Mega guilty myself for that. When you are in balance, creative, flowing and have a really good connection with your emotions. It's really good for people with a wind mind imbalance to set a structure to your day so that and be really disciplined to it so that you stick to it. Reward yourself for getting tasks complete. And that can be a really useful tool to help you get through things. Avoid using food as a reward. For meditation suggestions, things like chanting, singing, mindful movement, drawing, colouring in can be really, really useful for you. You're naturally creative, but you might need to nurture your ability to rest and recover. So find creative outlets that are soothing. Maybe getting lost in a book for the the afternoon can be something that really helps you down-regulate. 
when you're feeling overwhelmed or over emotional, journaling can be a really, really useful way for you to help clear your head. And I always suggest to people that if you're journaling about something that's really upsetting you, journal it and then destroy it. Not everybody likes to do that. Some people like to go back and read through things. But personally, I think it's good to destroy. Right, looking at the fire element a little bit more. So as mentioned before, aggravations in the body, inflammation, ulcers, heartburn, aggravations in the mind, anger, overworking, perfectionism. Ooh, I get some of that too. <laughs> um, when you're finding your routine, you want something that's going to calm and cool and soothe and hydrate. So if you think about that fire element, it's hot, it's burning, it's drying. So you want to do the opposite to bring it in. For exercise, for people that have this body aggravation of fire, you've probably got a lot of energy to burn and you would benefit from doing things like boot camp, hip training, something that's short, sharp calorie burning, just to burn that energy out of you so that when you're finished your workout, you feel spent. You shouldn't finish your workout feeling like you could go again. For food and drink, people with a fire as their nature or fire imbalance has a really strong burning digestion, which is where the heartburn and ulcers can come from. It also can mean that when you eat, you feel hungry straight away. Like, so avoiding things that are going to aggravate the fire. So if you think about hot foods, hot foods are going to create more fire. So avoiding spicy foods, especially during the summer months, because summer month is your fire season. Fire people by nature have, um, they build muscle much more easily than the other body types. So you probably don't need as much protein in your diet because you do build muscle fairly easily. Um, when you're selecting food and drink, think about things that are going to cool and calm the body. You might always feel thirsty. So adding things like coriander seed, cucumber, mint to your water and then leaving it overnight can help cool and hydrate the system. Fire people can get away with having six hours of sleep a night but be cautious that it's not because you're Im you're imbalanced. If you're out of balance and only getting six hours you will still feel agitated. If you're getting six hours and you feel on point then six hours is possibly sufficient for you. So foods that we recommend for fire people to eat to help keep you in a good place. Um, pungent veg, so asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cucumber, cauliflower, celery, green beans. For your fruits, dark grapes, melon, pears, prunes. Cooked oats again rather than dry because the dry can cause too much heat. Rice, barley, some seeds. Um, dairy is generally okay for people with fire oils, coconut oil because it's a cooling oil olive oil because olive oil is just great for everybody and you can definitely get away with eating white meat, chicken and egg whites the yolk and the eggs can have a tendency to cause a bit of heat in the body so just keeping that in mind so foods to avo avoid, sour fruits like berries, cherries, cranberries, grapefruit Pungent veg like beets, carrot, aubergine, garlic, onions, hot peppers, radish, spinach, tomatoes. So thinking of those things that are, have a hot element to it. Um, avoiding things like sour creams, yogurts, because again, the, the acidity 
the aciduness, I don't think that's even a word, the acidicness, that's the word, um, can sometimes aggravate the heat in the body. If it's your mind that is out of balance with fire, so agitated, angry, um, irritable, set time limits on your work and be strict with them. So again, getting a routine and setting time limits. People with fire have a tendency to overwork and be impatient and perfectionist. Um, when you're in balance, really driven, really focused, which is excellent, but are you going that one step too far? Are you pushing over the boundary? So have set limits and really tap into those driven, focused, get shit done, and then stop because you've done enough. You don't need to do more. Have a to-do list and only action what is essential on it. It's useful for people with a fire imbalance or even fire by nature to tap into your creative side and find activities that allow you to switch off from your overworking mind. So things like sewing, painting, drawing, writing, reading, pottery, kind of things that just really need your focus and attention. Meditation, definitely first thing in the morning. Using things like calming music, deep, slow breath work, sitting or lying down with your eyes covered is going to be really, really beneficial so that you're taking away sensory stimulation and just allowing the body to settle cool and calm. And a top tip for you, take a deep breath and count to five before responding to somebody or something that's causing you anger. Delete any social media that makes you angry, agitated, or fired up. Really useful things to do. So we're moving into the earth elements. Again, as I mentioned, aggravations for the body, stubborn, overweight, mucousy, tendency to have colds, aggravation in the mind, depression, possessiveness, greediness. If you've got this by nature, body type tends to be sturdy, tends to put weight on fairly easily. Um, can sometimes feel difficult to get moving and chilling and relaxing is where you are at. It is what you feel like you're born for. You could chill and relax all day long. But this can mean that your body system can be a little bit slow and, st and sluggish. So you need to do things that are going to help stimulate it. So things like dry body brushing first thing in the morning, get that lymphatic and cardiovascular system moving Use a warm oil massage, again, sesame, sesame seed oil, really good for earth element because it's a warming oil and that'll help get things moving in the body as well. Exercise, earth bodies are built for endurance. You just need to find the motivation to get up and going. So long runs, cycles, hill walking, swimming, any kind of exercise that you can do for a prolonged period of time and Get your heart rate up so that it gets the body stimulated and your body moving. If you haven't done any exercise in a long time, then build up to it. But get that heart rate pumping. It could be useful for you to get your friends to hold you accountable. So get a running buddy, get a cycling buddy, join a group that will get you out and about and doing things. For food and drink, you want to be stimulating your digestion by drinking warm, fresh ginger tea. Love it. It's great for most people. Not so much fire if you're in balance. And then mint tea, fennel tea for after. Keep your food light and spicy if you can. Like not everybody can deal with spice, but if you can deal with spice, that's going to help stimulate. Earth bodies can also get away with a little bit of stimulation from caffeine first thing in the morning too. 
fire and wind best to avoid caffeine because it can aggravate. So foods that you want to be eaten, apples, berries, cherries, cranberries, pears, those things that are going to help bring heat. The veg, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, this list is all in the, the guides that you get when you do the online, uh, oh, where's my words, the online quiz. Oils tend to be avoided for earth bodies because that can make things a bit slower, a bit more sluggish. Sweet almond oil is okay in small amounts. Um, foods to avoid heavy things, avocado, banana, coconut, cucumber, sweet potato, tomato, those things are going to down things. Avoid co uh, cooked oats. You can definitely get away with raw oats. Um, dairy your cheese, your butter, your milk, yogurt, think that's cool, that's damp, it's going to make things more sluggish. For your mind, if you are out of balance, you can be slow, lethargic, possessive, overly attached, greedy. When you're in balance, nurturing, compassionate, highly dependable. Do you want to set a routine with a varied schedule? So small stimulating tasks, so maybe setting things for 15 or 20 minutes, that can be really useful for you to just get you going and to keep you motivated and keep you doing things and getting up at the same time every single day and trying to get up earlier in the morning. People who have earth bodies can sleep for sleep for Scotland. For meditation, for somebody who has an earth imbalance, things like chanting, drumming, getting out walking in nature, Mindful movement, dance, things that get you moving but that you can connect into your body. You want to calmly stimulate and move your body. Maybe volunteering to help you tap into your nurturing side. And do things like clearing out. So get rid of the clutter, get rid, clear out your wardrobe, your drawers, anywhere that you hold on to possessions. That can be really, really useful. We want to review every four to eight weeks and adjust as required. Now, if you're looking at the food lists and thinking, oh, but that's really my favourite food, and you know that it aggravates you a little bit, doesn't mean you can't ever have it, but do other things that help bring you into balance so that you can eat your favourite foods. So personally, I love chilli, I love hot food, but I know that if I eat that at certain times of the day, or if I've eaten something warm and spicy at lunchtime, I can't then go and have something warm and spicy in the evening. So adjusting adjusting and reviewing constantly. I always advise people to review every four to eight weeks. So going back and doing the quiz, then the more often you do this, you will start to be able to review and adjust on a daily basis. It takes a bit of practice, takes time to learn who you are and what you're all about. But as you do this, you will start to really be able to learn and understand the signs and the signals that your body is giving you. We are like the seasons, we are always changing and small changes can have a big impact on what's going on. How we do anything is how we do everything. Our bodies are adaptive and they will change with the seasons with the time of your life, with the time of the month, I've already mentioned all this stuff. Notice the patterns that happen and then learn to adjust. All the understanding that you need is within you. You just need to be able to pay attention to it and to change.
And the more that you do this, the stronger your connection to self is going to be. So how can I help you? The advice in the report and doing the quiz is going to be the perfect place to get you to understand where you're at and to get you going. It might feel like I've just gone through a whole list of things that you need to do and you're thinking, oh, Jesus, Jen, that's far too much. I don't have time to add any more stuff in. What I'm suggesting to you is that when we start to bring some of these things in, it helps us let go of unuseful behaviours and unhelpful behaviours, which in turn gives us more time. We have more energy. We have everything in balance. We bring it into balance so that we can work at our optimum state. But do one or two things that totally feel manageable and do the work, make the change. When you do that, then things will start to feel better. When start, things start to feel better, you will want to do a little bit more. So take it in like little bite-sized bite pieces so that you're making slow and steady progress. The eight-week healing rebel online program. So the modules that I cover the power of breath. So understanding how you breathe personally and other ways to optimize your breath, setting a daily routine and your sleep quality. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> how to rest and how to bring meditation into your life. How you make friends with your emotions and release blocked emotions. Your values, no one understands yourself better so that you can make boundaries, you can set boundaries and everything else just falls into place and makes life so much easier. Food and eating, how to eat, how to support your body at its best. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking here. Um, mindful movement, how you listen to your body while it's moving. And then knitting it all together. In this module, knitting it all together, I also look at self-sabotage. So option one for it, the self-study programme. In the programme, you've got 25 plus pre-recorded online Pilates yoga meditation sessions. They're delivered to you through the app. There's the eight video training modules. There are three at the moment, um, bonus guest teacher podcasts. One of them's on tapping. One of them is on gut health. And one of them is on how your brain works. I'm hoping to get some more and add them. And when you sign up, you will always have access to these and any new ones that come in will be added to your programme. There's the Healing Rebel members only Instagram account. And you've got lifetime access to all this content. Any of the bonus guest teachers will be added. Um, and then you've got the eight training modules that are there all the time plus these 25 pre-recorded sessions. So normally those pre-recorded sessions are £10 a month and you're going to have lifetime, lifetime access to that. So I've said it's worth 20 quid. It's actually worth a shit ton more than that. So your value is plus £420 for this. The cost of this is only £47. Lifetime access, all your training modules and Pilates yoga meditation sessions. The second option is an eight-week group study program. So it has everything that the self-study program has, but we get eight weeks of accountability. So I'll be checking in with you. I'll be sending you an email every week to make sure that you have done the video training. You have access to support with me. So you can email me at any time. And when on the days that I'm working, I will reply to you. 
and there'll also be like um, live online Q&A sessions. So depending on when you're watching this, the new date for the next group study programme will be on the website. I am jenwilson.com forward slash healing rebel and that will tell you when the next start date is. The value of this is over £825. So the cost of it is only £127. An absolute fucking bargain. You have got me as your health coach in your pocket for the full eight weeks. Now, your masterclass special offer. You have watched all the way through to the end of this. Then you are entitled to get 50% off either of those two courses and all you have to do is use the code REBEL50MC and you will get 50% off either of those prices. So half of whatever 127 is, maths is not in my head at the moment, half of whatever 47 is, it's there for you, REBEL50MC, all in capital letters. When you follow that code, going through to iamjenwilson.com forward slash healing rebel and you can soar through 50% off on that website. It will tell you when the next group date is. Now, if you have got any questions about anything that I have gone through in today's masterclass, email me, jen at iamjenwilson.com and I will get back to you as soon as I can. So thank you so much for being part of this recording. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following IAM.JenWilson.